have resigned from their jobs after 25 years because the school they coached at is letting boys play girls' sports. Brown, who runs the website and podcast Stand Tall, said... And the reason we did is we're just not going to support boys playing girls' sports. This is wrong on every level. These are not girls. They're boys saying they're a girl. We have boys in the locker rooms watching girls go through their get-ready-for-practice or a match or a, a game. How wrong is that for a girl to have to endure something like that? We find out who's taking part in the Super Bowl this weekend. On Sunday 1st, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Ravens in the AFC Championship. That one's in Baltimore. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. Eastern from M&T Bank Stadium. In the NFC Championship, the Detroit Lions traveling to the West Coast to take on the San Francisco some of the rain's heavy yet, and some of the fog and patches could be thick pretty quickly again going to late afternoon and tonight. Rounds of showers, diminishing chances of rain, though, tonight, followed by yet another round developing overnight and in the morning tomorrow, diminishing with some clearing tomorrow night behind a cold front, chillier. 70-ish overnight lows of 60s, 70 again tomorrow, 40s to 50 in the morning Sunday with a sunny, breezy afternoon, cooler with high temperatures only near 60 Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. A large selection of guns, hunting items, and fishing equipment. New and collectibles, knives, archery, and more at the Tangy Gun Show. 9 to 5 Saturday, 9 to 4 Sunday, January 27th and 28th. At the Tangy Fair Building, 1301 Northwest Central Avenue, AB. Free for all law enforcement in uniform or with ID. 12 and under free. For more info, go online. Click rrrevents.com. We're going to talk food, but first we're going to talk weather. I am so tired of uh, being wet. I've been in and out a bit today, and uh, it's wet, and you come in and you're wet. That's it. Uh, is, this, is this supposed to be like this tomorrow as well? I'm not sure. I think it's supposed to be like this in the morning, but then it's supposed to clear up for the evening parades, they oh, said. Good. Oh, so. good. Okay. All right. Well, you know, yesterday I was uh, talking about it being pistachio day, um, but today is actually pistachio day, so um, we've already done that, so I'll, I guess I'll do, you know, tomorrow, see what tomorrow is. Oh, chocolate cake day. We had some of that today. Mary Lee's last cake that she did which she only does now occasionally for specific things she had a big cake for her office party that she did it was chocolate and uh, we took a piece of it and froze it we unfroze it and had some of that today Tom's had it a couple of times he really likes it it's good it's ganache in the inside I'm not a big buttercream fan but I do love chocolate cake with ganache so the interior was ganache, and the top was buttercream. And then, of course, it had the um, fondant on it. 
556-9696 is the number. Patty, you don't like uh you don't like hogshead cheese, correct? Correct. Yeah, that <laughs> it doesn't seem like a patty thing. Uh it doesn't seem like a Marianne thing either, but I happen to be absolutely crazy about hogshead cheese, I guess because I was raised with it. My dad really liked hogshead cheese. And whenever I was or anyone in the house, because we lived a couple of blocks from troops and my mother never really did have to be organized about grocery shopping. It was completely foreign to me when I married Tom that he would go to the supermarket and walk every single aisle and get things that he needed off the shelves. In my house growing up, there were about 10 trips to the supermarket every day as my mom remembered something else that she needed. But it was okay because there were a lot of teenagers who were just learning to drive and they would be dispatched. That was our practice. So whoever was dispatched to go to troops in the deli and that was kind of embarrassing because we had so many people in our family. I would have to stand at the deli counter for a long time getting pounds of a different things. That's the thing that I really didn't want to be dispatched to the store for. And I know I've mentioned this before. Troops was avant-garde in its um, approach to retail sales predates Costco and Sam's as a place where the person in front of you could have two tires and the person behind you a machine and you had deli meats and some sneakers. It was that kind of store. I miss it. It had a real cool um, New Orleans kind of vibe to it. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. Anyway, I grew up with hogshead cheese and actually really dig it. And so I am not on Instagram as much as I used to be. It used to be sort of an obsession that I had to post something every night. And then I realized that I was spending so much time on Instagram, I wasn't really writing any pieces for our website or well, the newsletter still comes out when my daughter is able to do it. But the pieces on the on the website were dwindling. And so I dumped Instagram because it's kind of addictive. And uh, I'm happy to report that I like a non-Instagram life much better. But anyway, I noticed on Instagram that there is this guy who is doing specialty meats near where I live. And it's, I can't decide if it's trays or if it's T-Ray, but uh, he is making this, what I consider to be gorgeous hogshead cheese. It's very chunky. And so I had to go over and get some, and I ran to get some of that uh, today. And just had, uh, I'm a little bit, my throat's on fire because I had a piece right before 
the show and I don't have anything to drink and it's quite spicy. It's not only is it chunky, it's spicy. So if you're a hogshead cheese person, you might want to go give that one a, a try. It's uh, on Highway 59 in Covington across from WST. Anyway, it uh, it's, it's a, a nice thick piece. So I'll have uh, a lot of it to eat, but I don't have any crackers, which is kind of a required accompaniment to hogshead cheese in my book. So I'm going to have to go out and get some of those, but uh, it, it's pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. I also found at the store today, and I'm not sure if this is the case. This is one of the many questions that I had after we had Rusty Peroni on because I was surprised at the extent of what they offer. And today I saw at Fresh Market Progress Grocery Muffaladas in a pack. And I just kind of assumed that was them. I don't know, but I kind of assumed that was them because Progress Grocery was the beginning of the company. And I don't know who has the name now, but... The fact that he mentioned that they were doing muffaladas for people like Robears, I wonder if that is, you know, if that's what they're, if that's something that they're marketing under that name, Progress Grocery. Anyway, we got some of them. Tom had three for lunch. <laughs> so uh, we're well into our way of uh, finishing, not finishing those off, but well into our way of eating those. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. I want to say thank you to Mike because Mike turns me on to things and I it takes a while to get there, but I do eventually get there. So he's the one who turned me on to the frozen ham bone at Honey Baked Ham. He's been after me to try the rotisserie chickens at Whole Foods. So today I went to Fresh Market to get my rotisserie chickens, but they didn't have any of the well-done ones in the case. Maybe they're not doing that anymore because I tell you what, the deli people did not like it. And I uh, didn't have a well-done chicken to bring out of Fresh Market, and I went, bing! it's time to check out what Mike says. So for $2 less, I got two little chickens. Like he said, they were smaller chickens. You know they're really good chickens because they're not going to do anything that's not great over there. And they're quite good. They're very good. I like them better. So I have now switched from Fresh Market where I don't have to bother the deli people and I can just go pick them up from... Uh, Whole Foods. I wish I could read what they were. I just picked up a couple because I couldn't see. All right, we're going to take a break and be back with more of the food show after this. In a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, 
Celebrating 25 years, Parish Coffee is a small-batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans, skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day, a gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to Parish. I get misty just holding your hand. 556-9696 is the number of Parish Coffee. It's yummy. I mean, I don't drink coffee, but I have really, really put it through the test with uh, very ardent coffee drinkers, very discriminating coffee drinkers all of whom said, you know, that is actually a really good coffee. Uh, Wake Up to Parish is perfect because it's a great morning coffee. It's a purple bag with a golden rooster. You'll see it usually at the top of the shelf. I find it always like at eye level, uh, at Rouse's anyway. And uh, it is part of the Orleans Coffee family. Orleans Coffee is the second wave of roasters in New Orleans back in the 80s, celebrating 40 years this year. But Orleans Coffee has not only uh, delicious parish coffee, but a whole line of specialty coffees. They also are getting big into teas. They have their own brand of teas for fast casual restaurants called Royal Tea. It is the one that uh, brews, not brews up, but... uh, Gosh, what do you do with a tea? Processes, I guess. Uh, the tea leaves for the Zia uh, special flavored tea. They can also help you if you are doing a uh, coffee shop. They can kind of walk you through it. They can provide for you the syrups and flavorings and the equipment for your coffee shop, orleanscoffee.com. Go see all the things they can do. Orleans Coffee, the specialty coffee. There is an assortment of different flavors that you will see at the end of the coffee aisle, at least at Rouse's. Uh, But you can order online, orleanscoffee.com. Just go see what they have there, orleanscoffee.com. I'm Marianne Fitzmorris, and this is The Food Show, and we talk about food, and that's pretty much all we talk about. I mean, we do talk about weather when it's bad or good, and since it's both of those things quite frequently, I guess we do talk about weather kind of a lot. But the primary reason we're here on the air, hence the name The Food Show, is we talk about food. And I don't have anything to report other than places I have been picking up food. Tom has been pretty much in bed for the last, how long has it been like this? Four days? Last four days? Because uh, who who wants to get up when it's like this? And so um, I do because I take care of everything, but he doesn't need to, so he's there. We almost went out, I don't know. Was it yesterday for lunch or for dinner? I'm not sure, but um, did not. Last night we had the leftover pizza from, what's the name of that place that we were all really, really had high expectations of? What was that pizza place, Patty, we were talking about? 
superb New York style pizza, and it turned to be eh, Z's. Anyway. Yes, Z's. Z e e Z's, which is in that little corridor of Barone, which is directly across the street from the beautiful brand new. It's not brand new anymore, but beautiful, um, reconstituted Martin Wine Cellar. Martin Wine Cellar was put out of business uptown by Katrina and did not come back for a long time. And I would say, how long do you think that building's been there, Patty? Maybe eight, oh, ten years? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they were out for about ten years. They're back about ten years. Uh, in, a, in a neighborhood that really needed gentrification, I think that's really gone a long way to doing that. This little corridor, one street of retail establishments across Barone Street for Martin Wine Cellar is where you will find uh, not only Z's Pizza, but Lucy Boone Ice Cream. These are all names I knew from my time on Instagram and would not know them otherwise. It's National Chocolate Cake Day, as Tom says in the Almanac. It's no longer enough to make just chocolate cake anymore. It must be chocolate suicide cake or death by chocolate cake, chocolate devastation cake. Is it Arno's chocolate suicide cake at Brennan's? Tom is relieved that no chocolate, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to skip over that, uh, has been put on any menu. Then there's better than sex chocolate cake. A Bing search for which brought up three and a half million leads. <laughs> and there are that many people. He said, are there that many people who hold chocolate cake in greater regard than a roll in the hay? Isn't it enough for chocolate cake to just be good? It seems essential now that it give one a headache to be taken seriously. Tom, as you know, is not a chocolate fan. And from my 30-plus years of living with him, I have ascertained that he is dismissive of those who are. And that would be me and my daughter. Although it will not do that to serious lovers of chocolate. Wait, although it will not give a headache to those serious lovers of chocolate. Quote, my wife and daughter, for example, recognize no limit to the richness of a chocolate cake. My daughter, for a number of years, was into making a flourless chocolate cake. It was divine and better than any of the aforementioned desserts at these restaurants. And we would really be bad. Let's put it that way. Boy, I miss her being here and, I mean, in general, but as a baker. It's like you had an in-house baker. <laughs> you imagine that, Patty? You have an in-house baker. I know. That would be awesome. That's really, really a good baker. And we just don't ever, we just don't ever have that now. I mean, I almost made Tom some chocolate chip cookies from the guitar chocolate chips that I used for the figgy pudding. 
but there weren't enough of them and I wasn't going to go out and get more chocolate chips. So he didn't get his chocolate chip cookies and they're just not, it's not the same. It's like, I mean, I could do the Toll House cookies, but they're not as good as what she does. Of course, Tom wouldn't know the difference, but I do. And so I just, I just didn't bother. I miss the good old days when I had my big tub of um, chocolate squares from the $5 pound chocolate bars at Trader Joe's. Still the best deal out there, in my opinion, as a chocolate fanatic. $5 for a whole pound of chocolate, Belgian chocolate, dark chocolate, various degrees of dark chocolate. And I used to, I mean, I, I had a big stash of it. I mean, I had, I don't know, at one time, three or four of those pound bars stuffed into a jar that we purchased at Hershey's Chocolate. And it's just been empty for years now. That kind of makes me sad. Anyway, uh, there's no limit to the richness. Chocolate cakes makeover came in the 90s with the advent of the flourless chocolate cake. All of a sudden, every restaurant with a pastry chef was serving the new shallow, intense dessert. Waiters spoke of it with a pride previously reserved only for one's newborn child. He's so dismissive. They made it seem like a magic trick when pastry chefs began moving back toward more normal chocolate cakes with flour. They were much moister and richer than they had been with layers of ganache or solid chocolate and molten centers. You make the chocolate cake with as cupcakes now. Chocolate cupcakes on this day rule the dessert world. What a world. I don't know if that's true. I don't find that cupcakes are as ubiquitous as they once were. Do you think that's true, Patty? Mm, no, I think, no. I think it used to be where if you wanted a cupcake, you wouldn't have to drive very far. There would be a place specializing in cupcakes, like the Cupcake Factory, which at one time I think had five or six locations around town. But really, I don't think it's all that easy to find cupcakes. There's, what's her name? The Cupcake Collection woman, right? Yeah. What's her name again? That's it, Cupcake Collection. Uh, yeah. Collection. Uh, I, I think there's probably more than that one in town. I know on the North Shore, we have one cupcake place whose name I do not remember. It's on Boston in Covington. And quite frankly, I'm surprised that it's still there. But it's still going strong, so uh, and it's been there for years. So, I mean, I don't think the cupcake phenom is over, but it has greatly diminished from its frenetic, uh, from its frenetic, uh, the enjoyment of its frenetic, <laughs> the frenzy, that's what I'm trying to say, um, of about maybe 10 years ago. Because I think the cupcake thing went a little bit off the rails 
and started gaining that kind of mania about 20 years ago. And I date that because Katrina happened now, what is it, 17 years ago, almost 18 years ago. Gosh, it'll be 19 years this year. <gasps> so 18 years ago, almost 19. And then that's how we discovered the cupcake thing in D.C. at Georgetown Cupcakes, which had already been there. So I would say 20 years is when the cupcake mania started. And I would say 10 years ago is when it started to wane. 5569696 is the number. That is not the edible dictionary word today. The edible dictionary word today is king cake. Speaking of manias. For those who don't live in New Orleans or in France, Tom explains what a king cake is. The New Orleans style king cake is a ring of sweet yeast dough, often made in the style of brioche decorated with coarse granulated sugar, colored purple, green, and gold. Those are the colors of Mardi Gras. Sometimes the dough is braided with cinnamon between the layers. The cake is frequently topped with white icing, and some versions are filled with fruit or custards. An essential ingredient is a small plastic baby. The person who gets the slice with the baby inside is required by tradition to give the next king cake party. King cake is traditionally served on January 6th, the Feast of the Epiphany, commemorating the visit of the three Magi kings to the newborn Jesus. However, king cake has become such an icon of New Orleans eating that king cakes are baked and consumed long before king cake and every day through Mardi Gras. And throughout the year, really. Thousands of them are baked and shipped throughout the year, so people elsewhere who want a piece of New Orleans culture but don't know the exact tradition. One thing to watch out for, a lot of bakeries are turning out king cakes with very dense textures, adding to the dryness aspect that has become common in recent years. I don't know if that's true. Patty, we have not inquired as to your king cake consumption as of this moment in a short king cake season. No, we haven't been doing too many king cakes, um, but I'm probably going to get one this weekend and try it. We we had a couple we had a couple of Don Fong king cakes for Jamie's birthday on Monday, and they were delicious. I had a strawberry one; it was delicious. But that's it. I, I haven't been doing a lot of king. You've cakes. lost that loving feeling, Patty. Well, I've got more of a I, I've got more <laughs> of a goal in mind. <laughs> So Next year, thinness, king cake season will be different. <laughs> thin thinness has taken hold of Patty and uh, usurped the place of king cake, which is uh, a good thing, actually. Mm -hmm. All right, it is two thirty. It's time now for the news. US, Louisiana Network. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorington. A proposed $10 billion liquefied natural gas export terminal project in Cameron Parish is in jeopardy as a result of a decision by the president. The Biden administration has placed a pause on pending natural gas export terminals, which impacts the Calcasieu Pass 2 projects and other LNG projects proposed for southwest Louisiana. Economist Lauren Scott says this is a big blow for the Lake Charles region. They had a humongous amount of projects, $62 billion in projects over there. But Louisiana 
Atlanta Bucket Brigade Director Ann Rolfes says this is great news for the environment and the seafood industry. The report from Cameron Parrish are that this industry will wipe them out. What are we in Louisiana if we are not seafood? I'm Jeff Palermo. And a king cake was violated on national TV last night. The crime scene was the Maravich Center, and it happened during ESPN's college game day pregame coverage of the LSU Lady Tigers South Carolina basketball game. Sadly, the Lady Tigers also lost last night. The ESPN anchors are reportedly still looking for the baby LRN. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath and Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never clear glass treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath and Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem. Okie dokie. I was stuffing some more of that hogshead cheese in my mouth during the break, but I ran out of crackers, so that's it. But boy... It is so spicy. My mouth is on fire. I am. Um, I'm gonna feel that uh, in my throat for a while, and I've got something to drink now. That is T. Hyphen Ray R E Y T Ray's Boudin. It's not Boudin. T Ray's Specialty Meats, a little place on Highway 59 in Covington. Completely unlike hogshead cheese, we're talking about chocolate cake. Because according to Tom, it is uh, National Chocolate Cake Day. What's your favorite chocolate cake around? Patty, do you ever get that in a restaurant? Yeah, sometimes. Do you ever see it in a restaurant? You know where last time I saw it was in Saffron. They had a chocolate cake that walked by me you know going to another table that looked really good i bet it had cardamom in it Mm. did you try it no i didn't 
Oh. I just looked at it. It was a really good look. Was really it good. one of those huge slices yes. that they serve in restaurants? Yeah, it was like a the foot most tall. ridiculous, <laughs> the most ridiculous serving of cake ever in a restaurant was at Smith and Walensky's. Did I ask you if you ever went there, Patty? Have we talked about that? I don't think so, but no, I had never been there. Oh, that's too bad. That was a good one. As a matter of fact, I would say that Smith and Walensky's was my favorite steakhouse. Is my favorite steakhouse. <clears throat> we don't have it here now. Uh, as a matter of fact, they've really sort of shifted the dynamic of the locations. I think there are maybe only three in the United States when there used to be, I don't know, three, four times that many. Yet I ran, in, I ran into one in Covent Garden in London five years ago. So maybe they're moving overseas. But uh, that was a terrific steakhouse, and it just broke my heart when they closed. But uh, one of the things that was a signature at the restaurant was an absurd slice of cake. I think they had several different flavors. I don't eat a lot of cake, so I didn't ever order it. But it was essentially a quarter of a cake. And it would feed the table, you know. So... I'm surprised they would do that because that's kind of a lost leader for a restaurant, although it was quite expensive. Mike, thank you. Hello. 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 I can't think of the name of that barbecue place up in Baton Rouge, but they do the same thing with a carrot cake. Oh. They bring um, you like a... Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, um, you know what I'm referring to. The sports to, huh? one? The sports one? Yeah, I think so. Only mm -hmm. been there once. It was a while back. It was good. On College Drive. I'm trying. Somebody yeah. help us out. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. I think it also starts with a T. Yeah, it was a huge piece, a slice of carrot cake. I think it was probably a quarter of cake. Mm hmm. Anyway, yeah, the place, the place on College overkill. Drive, I think. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I said that's a little bit overkill, but, you know, I guess it puts on a good uh, performance. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you found the chickens worthwhile. Yeah. I think they're really good. Yeah. Very good. I and got a natural one, and I got you got what? I got a natural one, uh -huh. cooked in its own juices, and then I got a tequila lime, and I just sort of picked them up and went with them based on you know the look of the actual chicken itself rather than what was on it. The that's, natural that's what one, I do also. Yeah, yeah, the natural one is more well done than the other, so it's a little bit on the dry side. But I think great. I'm 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 switching over. Yeah, I generally think the darker the better. And I had the tequila lime. Just I didn't even know what I was buying. It's actually, I, I bought it. I bought it exactly like you do by by the the, the depth of the color. Uh -huh. And I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, it wouldn't be my first choice. I'd probably either go for the plain or the Italian before I'd go for that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you can really go wrong with any of them. Now, they, yeah. they have, uh, they have what, I don't even know what an organic chicken is, to be perfectly honest with you. But sometimes on that same carousel, they have what they call organic chickens, and they're $2 more than a regular chicken. 
Oh, is that and, right? Are they rotisserie also? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I and don't it, go for I, that. Again, I would buy them by the way they look as opposed to whether they were organic or not. Mm-hmm. And um, the $2 differential in price wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. Yeah. But I don't know what the event, I mean, what, what is a... An well, organic there's chicken. a lot of controversy a chicken about diet. organic. There's a lot of controversy about organic. There's. Uh, well, I've, I've, there's heard you, I've heard you. I've heard you talk multiple times about all the games that are played with marketing right. eggs. Right. Yes. And, exactly. Uh, and same is true of organic. Yeah. You know. So it's like, it's like there, um, there are people who say that there's not really any difference between the stuff that you get that isn't organic and organic, but essentially it's just a cleaner way of, of producing your food. Yeah. There's some things where I feel organic is relative Mm -hmm. because of things like greens, lettuce and various Mm -hmm. greens, because, you know, you know that they spray the hell out of those things ordinarily. Mm -hmm. And it's not really something, I mean, there's just so much surface area with things like greens that I feel better about eating organic romaine lettuce than I would non-organic romaine lettuce. But then on the other hand, there are other things where it makes no sense to me whatsoever, like potatoes, for instance. I mean, you're going to scrub a potato one way or the other, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Maybe that's just my little idiosyncrasy or whatever. Well, honestly, I think... I think a good rule of thumb is if it's fresh, it's better. If it's been I don't know if you heard that just now. What? My crazy bird calling the police. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, I hope there isn't a reason for that. No, he just You're does not... that when he wants attention, you know. Uh, okay, well, you know, uh, Dad's a... on the phone. That's what happens. You know, once you get yeah, on the he's phone. He's a 20, 23-year-old African gray parrot. Mm. Yeah, he's yeah. part of the family. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I think that um, you stay away from processed food, which is a bigger category than you think. <laughs> In other yeah, words, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a very generic term, though. I mean, a loaf of bread is a processed food. Yes, but so is everything else that someone has touched. Yeah. That isn't raw, essentially. Yeah, I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten junk food probably in thirty years, and I don't say that with any any. Uh, uh, any idea that, you know, that that's something special or anything. It's just that I wasn't drawn to, I was drawn to it when I was young, mm-hmm. but I haven't been drawn to it in, in my, m- m- most of my adult life. And I mean, if you look at the ingredient list it's on grotesque. a lot of things, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, it's, it's 20 grotesque. and 30 ingredients for something that mm-hmm. should only have four, you know? <laughs> Okay, you want to hear something really disturbing? I mean, this is so disturbing and infuriating because this is our food supply. There, there's a story about a guy who had a hamburger in his pocket that 
was, you know, like in some clothes that he had stopped wearing like 15 years before. And it was a McDonald's hamburger. And it didn't even have any mold on it, right? And it was as good looking as the one that he would have bought that day. And that just goes to show you how many preservatives are in the food that we eat. Yeah, I think we ought to all try to eat like the Italians eat, you know. Eat what's what's there. Eat what's around. Well, the problem is it's it's a different country. I mean, you know, it's a different way of life, totally. I mean, you know, you go through the the streets of Italy and you walk into little shops that have your meats hanging from the ceiling and then the cheeses and then the next stall essentially is fresh vegetables. And there's some of that in New York City. There's still some of that in New York City, but generally speaking, most of our stuff comes in on a truck. Go ahead, what? Well, I was just going to say, you know, in some ways we're very fortunate because we do have a lot of indigenous food food products. I mean, all our seafood and a lot of the produce that we eat is grown locally. So, I mean, we've we've been at that for a long time, not because we thought it was anything special to do, but just simply it was available and usually of superior quality than than anything you'd buy that traveled the country to get here, you know? Well, the bottom line is... Look, I got... Go. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, bottom line is, uh, the further it gets away from its original state, the worse it is for you, period. Yeah. So. I, got a, I got a quick little restaurant report for you, but go ahead and take your quarter-hour uh, break. Oh, yeah, and let me I'll take a break, and I'd love to hear it. Okay, we'll be back with right. Mike's restaurant report after this. Keith Young Steakhouse on the North Shore in Madisonville is everything anyone thinks of when a steakhouse comes to mind. The environment is elegant and handsome. The service staff is knowledgeable, attentive, and friendly. And most important, the steaks are superb. The steakhouse sides are also great. Keith Young Steakhouse, 165 Highway 21, Madisonville, 985-845-9940. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings, and lots of things are never what they seem. Okie dokie, let's go back to Mike. Where have you been? Hadn't been to 527 since New Year's Eve, which was really good. that long ago. (laughs) Yeah, that long ago. So I made last-minute plans yesterday evening with my buddy about going today. And I usually show up over there for Friday lunch when I do go without a reservation. But the last few times we've done that, the place has been absolutely packed. And they wanted to relegate us to the bar, which I wasn't real thrilled about. But, you know, you get what you take. You take what you get when you show up without a reservation. Mm-hmm. So last yesterday evening, I just decided to go on open table. And sure enough, they had the uh, reservation I wanted, uh, deuce at 1130. And when we walked in, there was nobody in there. I was just shocked. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, there was just nobody in there. Now, we were there better part of two hours, and people did show up as we were, you know, as we were enjoying our meal. But it was not the mob scene that it usually is. So the weather really does have an effect on people. Oh, yeah. I think that flooding, that flooding in that area on day before yesterday really, people thought, I'm not going to get caught in that twice, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
But anyway, it was uh, we had a great server. This guy had taken care of us once before for lunch. His name's Joe. Very accommodating. I brought a 15-year-old Bordeaux, and he decanted it for us and handled it really well. I always appreciate when some a server uh, knows wine service and, and does a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both had that eggplant Orleans dish that he does as an app over there. It's the Ponade eggplant with the lump crab meat and the cream sauce on top. We we very rarely order the same thing. He usually he's usually a fish guy and a crab cake guy, and I'm usually a oyster guy and a steak guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But today we ordered the same thing for both the app and the entree. We both got lamb chops for the entree, and they were absolutely delicious. So it was a really great meal. Always is. They didn't rush us. There was absolutely no need to hurry because there were plenty of empty tables. So I didn't feel self-conscious about just taking our time and going slow yeah and uh had a couple of negronis and a bottle of wine and it was it was a great meal really enjoyed it it's a good way to to while away the afternoon on a nasty rainy day so have you had the crab meat contessa over at marcello uh no it's exactly what you just described it is Fried eggplant medallions stacked with crab meat and a cream sauce. Yeah. And um, I was wondering if if you had had it and and would compare those to the one that you had at Gallagher's. To me, the best appetizer at Gallagher's is their trio of things. It's a, what is it, a crab cake, a pile of shrimp remoulade, and the last thing is I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe stuffed mushrooms yeah. or something. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, no, I was just going to say that that particular appetizer is a very large serving because there's three medallions of eggplant yeah. with quite a bit of crab. And, and I mean, crab is not in season right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would be reluctant to order a crab cake right now thinking that most of it would be bread. But my wife order, always orders this eggplant Arlene's as her appetizer. And it's really funny because that serving size would very much suffice as her meal. That mm-hmm. would be all she would need or want for an entire meal. But she almost habitually gets it. I guess she must really enjoy it. I almost never get it. I think this is the first time I ever got it. I enjoyed it, too. It's I thought yummy. it was really delicious. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I, I, uh, I could definitely see that as a, as a popular appetizer. Yeah, I'm anxious to get over to Marcello and try the uh, pork cheeks because you said they were so absolutely divine. But I'm afraid that was a special, and they're probably not going to have that on any kind of regular basis. That was probably a special that night. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's on the menu. Yeah, it's on the menu. Go to Marcello early. They do a happy hour. I don't know when it ends, but all of their apps are uh, half price. So... Yeah. The crab meat contessa would be half price, so your wife could get two. Yeah, the very the very night you were there, the same guy who I lunch with on a pretty regular basis, he uh, he was there with his wife and another couple, and they were there for the very first time. I had been telling him how good they were, how the good the place was, and how delicious the food is. Uh-huh. And he got the he got the pork cheese that night too, and he just uh-huh. raved and raved and raved. So oh, that was two 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 recommendations about how good they were. Absolutely sensational. So good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I would say if they were there when when we were there, they probably noticed us. We're noticeable. 
<laughs> yeah, he 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 recognized. He acknowledged y'all over there that night. He didn't have any commentary, but he did acknowledge that he saw y'all there that night. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Have a good five, weekend. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you on this rainy Friday afternoon. We're just kind of hanging out. It's a nice thing to think about, something delicious while it's so dreary outside. A pile of crab meat in a cream sauce over stacked medallions of fried eggplant. That'd be nice. I think that is nice. I'm still uh, looking forward to some more of the hogshead cheese, but I got to go get some crackers or something because uh, I don't have anything to put hogshead cheese on, and I feel like you kind of do need to, to have that. I might actually be able to get Tom out for dinner later. It looks like it's a little... A little drier than it was. It's not raining, so we shall see. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I would love to hear any restaurant reports from you. I would say you go out more than we do. That's probably not true, but we don't go out as much as we did. We go through our spurts of going out and then staying in. Right now, we're in a staying in mode. But then you probably are, too, because who wants to be out in this kind of weather? In Tom's Almanac today, Skitch Henderson's birthday is noted. He was born in 1918. He was known as the band leader on The Tonight Show during the early years of the Johnny Carson era. When the show moved from New York to Burbank, Henderson stayed and went on to many other projects, of which the last major one was the New York Pops Orchestra. He and his wife wrote two delightful cookbooks based on the goings-on at the Silo, a farm and cooking school they ran in New England. One of them had a Christmas theme, and Tom said, we pull it out every year to get into the spirit. We do. We did. When the kids were little, I would actually do a lot of things in that book. They had little projects and they had recipes for things. His wife was Scandinavian, I believe. I don't know if she was actually, I'm not sure which country she was from. She might have been Danish, but anyway, she was, um, I think her name was Marg and, uh, their traditions were uh, the 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 northern european scandinavian country traditions were a huge part of their life i mean she definitely preserved them all and i found them fascinating and so i would do a lot of the things that they had in that book one of them was the lamingtons that i mentioned which tom had the best time Spoofing, it was a pound cake that you sliced into cubes and it was kind of a fondue thing. I just love pound cake. I guess because it's really not that sweet and they had a really good recipe for it and it's really easy anyway. I know that 
cake is supposed to be light, but I, I really like pound cake. It's super heavy, super dense, and just really nice for a little vanilla cake. It's one of the few cakes that I could say that I, I would eat with some regularity. I don't, but I would. <clears throat> but anyway, this was dipped in chocolate, rolled in coconut or nuts, and that was kind of a dessert project that you would have for certain things. I only made it once for one of our family holiday meals uh, because it, it was just, you know, the joke got old <laughs> with Tom for, for a while. And then the other thing that I did that I distinctly remember from that book, we've talked, Patty, you and I have talked about the um, difficulty of making fudge or hard candy or anything that requires dropping a ball of something in water. Is that how you do it? What do you do with it? How do you test it? And what are you testing for? Do you remember? Candy, you mean? Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, what do you... Yeah, I don't know. I've never been able to do that. It's... Well, I, I know, but, like, do you remember the, the testing method? I, yeah, there's something about to, a ball of water. You drop a ball of it in cold water. In and, cold water, okay. Yeah, and it's supposed to do something. <laughs> no, I could never, I could never, never get it right. Never get yeah, it right. It's supposed to ball up. I didn't know if it was cold water. I didn't know exactly, yeah, remember water. exactly what it is. But um, it's supposed to ball up. And if it does ball up, you are on your way to success. And if it doesn't ball up, and that, you know, that's one of the only things like that that ever really came out for me. Thank heaven, because I, I was making the hard candy with the kids. But I did it quite a bit. I made brittle. We made suckers, and and I had I had the technique down for that. Uh, there's not much in those kinds of tricky food recipe things that I had a lot of success with. I've, I've still never made a pecan pie that sets, but for some little hard candy thing, worked. Maybe it's because I really, really, really wanted it to because I was making it with the kids. But I don't know if I ever had that much luck with fudge either. And I, fudge is not something that I like enough to go through that trouble for. And I know, I think whenever I made fudge, I would give most of it away because it's just too sweet. I mean, it, it really kind of makes my eyes cross when I eat fudge, unless it's peanut butter fudge. But even then, it's still it's just still really really sweet. But fudge is one of those things that you have to drop in a ball. I uh, have to drop into water and have it form a ball too, isn't it, Patty? That's how you yep. make fudge too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. it is. Yeah. So yeah, those the the ball projects were always a little daunting for me. But I, I now I'm I'm gonna go look at that cookbook because I haven't looked at it in probably I don't know the kids are thirty one and four I, probably twenty years. And that's too bad because we really did have a good, good time with those. 5569696 is an hour. We do not have a guest today. So if you would like to call, that would be lovely. 
And if not, I can continue to blather on all by myself, as I so often do. Today's birthday in 1756. Actually, I think this is tomorrow's. Let me see if this is. Yeah, this is tomorrow's almanac. So tomorrow is Mozart's birthday. How many restaurants have played how many thousands of hours of his work as background music? I would say not many. I almost never hear Mozart in restaurants. Do you, Patty? I no, not do. really. Mm -mm. I hear what I hear mostly, I'm sorry to say, is 70s music these days, which I find really distracting. I, I wish I did hear Mozart in restaurants. Anybody know who's playing Mozart or any kind of classical music? Because I almost never hear classical music of any kind in a restaurant. And I, I don't either. I don't love either. it. Mm -hmm. I would love it if I did. But I mean, not even in the finest restaurants. Uh, do I hear that? I mean, you in a in a fine restaurant now, you're likely to hear something like Frank Sinatra, or some kind of jazz, but not classical. Tell me if you know of a place that's playing classical music. I'll go there just for that. All right, we will be back. We are barreling fast toward the news from the USA Network. And then we'll be back to talk some more food after that. Want to hear what your weekend plans are? We have big weekend plans. I hope, and I hope any of it works out. <laughs> WGSO New Orleans. It is 3 o'clock. It's time now for the news from the USA Network. Stay with us more of the food show after this. USA News. I'm Corey Myers. According to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the economy is strong and should continue to grow in a positive direction. Yellen sat down with ABC News and told Elizabeth Schultz how she sees things. We have an economy that has been growing at a good, healthy pace. Consumers and households feel confident enough about their own personal financial situation and about the economic outlook to be spending in a way that's creating jobs, um, is creating growth, and is providing them with the income to go on doing that. Yellen went on to say there's no obvious reason why the country would enter into a recession. While President Joe Biden was busy talking about Bidenomics, social media was busy having him for lunch over his extended gaffe yesterday at the Earth Rider Brewery in Superior, Wisconsin. Beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Or maybe the teleprompter wasn't working. My professor, uh, yeah, well, I won't get into my professor. <laughs> Well, look, my predecessor, though. Biden was there to gain support for his reelection bid. Former President Donald Trump took the stand in his own defense yesterday in Manhattan in the civil defamation trial against him. He was there less than five minutes to defend himself against charges from E. Jean Carroll that he defamed her after she won her civil case against him that he sexually assaulted her. She is seeking $10 million in the case. Closing arguments were expected this morning. This is USA News.
Are you nearly maxed out in your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in, and you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on, and now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-475-7125. 800-475-7125. That's 800-475-7125. Dave Brown, a varsity tennis coach, and his wife have resigned from their jobs after 25 years because the school they coached at is letting boys play girls' sports. Brown, who runs the website and podcast Stand Tall, said... And the reason we did is we're just not going to support boys playing girls sports this is wrong on every level these are not girls they're boys saying they're a girl we have boys in the locker rooms watching girls go through their get ready for practice or a match or a, a game how wrong is that for a girl to have to endure something like that we find out who's taking part in the Super Bowl this weekend. On Sunday first, the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Ravens in the AFC Championship. That one's in Baltimore. Kickoff set for 3 p.m. Eastern from M&T Bank Stadium. In the NFC Championship, the Detroit Lions traveling to the West Coast to take on the San Francisco. Early fog moving out, mostly a limited flood threat continues. Another round could be heavy. Goes to around the upper 60s today to about 70 tomorrow. Diminishing chances of rain tonight, followed by increasing chances overnight and in the morning tomorrow. Moving out again during the day tomorrow, turning colder tomorrow night and Sunday. Tomorrow afternoon, diminishing chances with highs of near 70. Chillier 40s in the morning Sunday, followed by sunshine and a high of near 60. Ralph Sanjay, WGSO. A large selection of guns, hunting items, and fishing equipment. New and collectibles, knives, archery, and more at the Tangy Gun Show. 9 to 5 Saturday, 9 to 4 Sunday, January 27th and 28th. At the Tangy Fair Building, 1301 Northwest Central Avenue, AB. Free for all law enforcement in uniform or with ID. 12 and under free. For more info, go online. Click rrrevents.com. For the second course of the food show, I'm Marianne Fitzmorris. I'd love to talk food with you. 5569696 is the number. Let's see. It is what? Two or three weekends from Super Bowl. Is it three? Let's see. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, no, no. Actually, it's. Um Two, it's two February weeks 11th. This, yeah, it's two weeks it's, from this Sunday. 
Is that two weeks? That's our anniversary. Mm-hmm. So it's two weeks from now? Yeah, okay. two weeks from this Sunday. Okay. Well, how is that possible? Let's see. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, and then Mardi Gras is two days after that, right? Yes. So we're t- So the parades are going to be in full swing. Yes. Starting Hermes is, is the weekend f- before Mardi Gras, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the so parades the really- actually start this weekend. Okay, but the really old line, more I would say more established. Who's who's this weekend? Will be next weekend and the weekend yeah, after. Okay, next okay. weekend is a big weekend, and then okay. Mardi Gras weekend after that. I see. Okay, all right. Uh, if you are doing parade food, parade parties, or Super Bowl parties, I would love to hear about it. Koshan had a. Uh, they sent a an email about their uh, parade package, which I couldn't decide if I thought it was a good deal or not. Um, it's it's a lot, but you also get a lot. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it's like two hundred forty dollars, and you get. 20 pieces of chicken, fried chicken. You get a big portion of jambalaya, a choice of coleslaw or potato salad, 10 sandwiches, and 10 bags of potato chips with a bottle of butcher hot sauce. It's $220. Hmm. What do you think, Patty? That seems high to me. Yeah, about how many people, that's the way I always look at it, about how many people do you think that'll feed? Well, it's 20 pieces of chicken. I guess it depends on the people, you know? So it's 20 pieces of chicken and 10 sandwiches. So I guess 10 people. Yeah. Well, that's only yeah. $20 a person, so yeah. I guess that's not. Yeah, that is, yeah, I guess that's a, a, a decent deal. If you're, if you're having a party, I mean, that's catering. So it's actually mm-hmm. a good deal if you're catering, if you're looking at it as a catering thing. I'm surprised I haven't seen more of that catering for Mardi Gras, for your Mardi Gras party or for your neutral ground party. Or I think Grigri uh, uh, to go oh, that's does right. they that. Do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that too. Um Let's see who else. I don't, I just, like I'm saying, I don't, I don't really, I can't really think of a lot. So, um, I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, I'm looking at emails and what did I ask someone to email about this morning or this after, like at last hour? I don't remember. <laughs> I was asking a question. Yes, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the, Mike and I were talking about that Barbie, TJ Ribs, that's it. I knew it was T-something. TJ Ribs, that's what it is. In Have you ever been there in, in Baton, Baton Rouge? Rouge? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't think they were still there. They're still there. Oh, gosh, yeah. That place is kind of a legend. As a matter of fact, I think there's another location, but I'm not sure. 
but the one, I think it's College Drive, or it could be Acadian Thruway, I'm not sure, but um, it's, uh, it's an interesting place. It's a place that Tom would not appreciate because it's a sports bar primarily and kind of ordinary food. But for what it is, I think it's fine. And it's very, very popular. And we actually did drag Tom there back in 2008 when we bought a car at Brian Harris Audi. And that was the only time I think I've ever been there. It was definitely the only time Tom has ever been there or would ever go there. And uh, it was a fun time. <clears throat> and I, I remember particular things that happened that we still reference, but um, the food is not among them. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. I'm trying to decide what we're going to do for our anniversary, which is, like I said, February 11th, right in the middle of everything. That's normally the time that we would go to the Windsor Court, which is not off the table, but will be a madhouse, I would imagine. Don't you think, Patty? <laughs> oh, yeah, not Super to mention Bowl. outrageously expensive. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday in the middle of Mardi Gras. Well, it's yes. Bacchus Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the Super Bowl is not going to affect their price because it's not here. But no, Bacchus uh, prices, Sunday. I'm talking about about number of people milling around the Windsor Yeah, Court. it's the parade that's going to be, well, all the parades. Sundays is a whole day of parades that start at 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like five parades that follow each other. I'm trying to decide, when was Mardi Gras last year? Do you remember? No, I don't. I feel like Mardi Gras is always sort of somehow tied in with the anniversary or maybe Tom's birthday, because Tom, as you know, was born on Mardi Gras. That was the earliest it's ever been. So I feel like I remember last year having lunch at the Polo Lounge, and there was... I don't know, maybe a parade. Let me look and see when Mardi Gras was last year. But I feel like we were there, but not, I mean, this is going to be Mardi Gras weekend. So I feel like we were there at a not quite as busy time, um, but still a busy enough time. All right, let's see. Mardi Gras 2023, she says clearly. Oh, let's go to Darren. Oh, hey. <laughs> I, I put in Mardi Gras 2923. That won't really do any of us any good, will it? All right, go ahead, that, Darren. Hi. That's okay. That's okay. I went to, I was working and said, let me go pour a glass of tea. So I go into the kitchen, I pour what I thought was my glass of tea, and I poured an entire glass of coffee creamer. And I thought to myself, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Last year was February anyway. 21st. So it was not, it was 10 days away. So yes, it was still part of Mardi Gras. So go ahead. I'm sorry. 
So we're leaving. You're speaking about your anniversary. So our 30th was January 7th. So we're leaving the Monday before Mardi Gras. So we're leaving Lundi Gras to go for the first time ever to Vegas. Mm. And we're doing all things Vegas with the exception of gambling because we don't gamble. But, I mean, I may put a $5 bill into a slot machine and watch it vanish, but just to say I gambled. But Mm -hmm. I'm excited. We're going on Valentine's Day or night was very difficult, but we managed to secure a reservation. We're going, I think I'm going to pronounce this properly, the former Food Network female chef, is it Gianna? Yep, Jada. It's mm-hmm. Jada. She 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 pronounces it Jada. Jada. So we're going to Jada's restaurant. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to give you a report on that. Okay, Darren. As usual, you called right before a break. So hold on, and we will talk some okay. more. And we'll be back with Darren after this. The Crescent City Steakhouse has been a favorite since the first time I discovered it on Mardi Gras Day. This old-fashioned steakhouse hasn't changed much since it opened in 1934. I love the steaks. Here is prime beef, dry-aged in-house, a great T-bone or porterhouse steak. The Vojkovic family has welcomed generations of locals to this special place, and they'd love to welcome you. Crescent City Steakhouse, 1001 North Broad, 821-3271. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies, and jalapeno cheese bites. And we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, madame, with you. Alrighty, five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I am here. We're talking to Darren right now. So you're going to Vegas for the first time ever. Yes, okay. I'm excited. We're excited. We're staying okay. up at Bellagio. Okay. There's somebody so. that advertises on the national news. What is that? That's an Italian restaurant that advertises on the national news. And I would love to know what that restaurant is like. I know it's in Vegas. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to pay attention sure, to but, it the next time. But obviously, we're, we're, we'll, I think we'll have some really nice meals along the way. But that was the one reservation we knew that we needed to secure sooner than later. So What's the name of the restaurant? It's, it's her name. Oh, just Jada. Okay. It is her name, and the menu looks really, really good. It, 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 it obviously is different from the Sicilian Italian that I'm familiar with, but that's okay. I mean, I'm, I'm all for new and adventure and challenge, mm-hmm. so I'm excited. 
No, I'm, I'm excited. Sure it's going to be fantastic. It better be because I'm sure you're going to pay for it. What uh, you have no other reservations or no other places food wise that you're going to? No other reservations or food. So I was maybe hoping that maybe next week prior to Stan calling because I know Stan spent a pretty considerable amount of time there. I think he was what in, in, in on a quest for the perfect shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Actually, yes, he did. He found the place that the I remember shrimp that. cocktail I was have a very invented. Good memory. I'm gonna have to text him to uh, to tell you what it is because he was yeah he was all about that. There's I think I think it would be really expensive for one thing, but also fascinating to do a uh, dine around at all of the big name restaurants because everybody's there. I was going to tell you to go to Scott Conant's place, but if you're going to Jada's place, they're both Italian. So I forget the name of Scott's place. And I would think that it's, I would agree with you, it's probably pretty pricey. Oh, yeah. So, but you know what this is? We're, we're, we're planners and savers and we budget. And so, you know what? We, uh, I think we deserve it. We've been together more than half of our natural lives. So I think, I think we deserve a few good meals. Enjoy it. Uh, I lived out there, not in Vegas, but at the Grand Canyon when I was in my twenties for like a year and a half, two years. And we used to go to Vegas. I don't know, every weekend. So we're going. Usually. We're going to the Grand Canyon. We're doing two oh, cool. day tours where the day starts pretty early, but it's the Grand Canyon's one of them, and so we're excited about that. There's this new thing that, or I'm saying it's new. I think it's new. This this thing, the sphere. What's that? So we're we're going to do that. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Is it at the Grand Canyon? No, no, this is in Vegas. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, that's how I didn't finish what I was saying. So uh, it's is, been so long since I was there. I, I really kind of almost don't want to go because it's a completely different place. I mean, all the places that were there have been blown up and replaced by massive, massive things. So I want to hear all of that. And we're doing some, we're doing, we, we researched it. And it, from all of our research, it's, it's noted that one of the best shows is Michael Jackson's Circus Olay. So we're doing that. So we're excited about that. And uh, so it, 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 I'm, I'm sure we're going to have a really good time. We're going for an entire, we're going from, uh, from that Monday to the following Saturday. So I'm sure we're going to have a really good time. Are you going to Hoover Dam? We are. That's part of. That's one of our tours. Okay. I think. I think maybe I mean, the like, Grand Canyon's a good ways away. Isn't it like six hours away? Yeah, it's that tour. That day is a total of a fourteen-hour day for oh, okay. us. Okay, okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, that's a, and and of course it involves piece. a meal and all that good stuff. One of my favorites, Marianne, and we looked at it. It's just way above our pay grade. So Adele is there the performer, mm-hmm. the cheapest ticket we could find in the nosebleed was $900. Oh, my gosh. Is that right? So, <laughs> so we're not going to Adele. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Darren, splurge, it's your anniversary, but what? What? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh I couldn't do that on principle. Oh my goodness. But you know, you know, Marianne, I mean, I know it's the food show, but on that note, you know, this craze with Taylor Swift, I was looking the other day. This is just ridiculous. No, She's going to be here like three or four days in New Orleans. And there are tickets as high as over $100,000 for a Swift <laughs> ticket. I mean, here's how I feel about it. If I'm going to spend that money, I'm going to spend that money on food. I'm going to eat it. $100,000? I'd spend that on a house. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, if oh I'm just going to blow gosh. it, I'm going to blow it on the greatest meal in the world. <laughs> There's something so, really disturbing about that. I'm sorry. There's something really disturbing but, about that. But I, um, really quick, you know, I I went to Smith and Walensky a oh, very, very, very long time ago. That might be one of those in Vegas. And, and I remember, wasn't it on Poydras? Yeah, it was right, you know where yeah. Walk-Ons is now? Yeah. That's where it yeah. was. Yeah. And, and I... And I, and I remember it being a good experience. I, I still, I just, it, it would be hard for me personally to put anything over Mr. John's. Okay. I mean, man, that's just me. That, that's just me. I, um, you know, the other day you had some, someone on that's living in Indianapolis. Yes. You spoke with. Uh-huh. And I've been to their famous St. Elmo's. Uh-huh. That, that steakhouse there. Yeah. And again, I just think it's hard. It's hard to beat Mr. John's. Well, you know what? But, Everybody's entitled to love what they love. You know, if that's what you love, then that's what you love. That's your barometer. And everything else is measured probably unfavorably by that. By the way, there is a Smith & Walensky there. Is there? Okay. And there's a I gigantic mean, chocolate cake, too. Go ahead. What? That's Well, and you know what? So tonight we're picking up. I'll leave you on this note. So on, on two, two points. So we're picking up my daughter from the airport tonight. And I think we're just going to go from the airport right there to Ground Patty. So the earlier conversation in the week was about the onion rings. So I think if we go, I'm going to order the onion rings. I'll give you a report on that. See what okay. I think about color. It's, it's, it's thickness of batter, all that stuff. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear. Then I'll yeah. leave you on this note. So the, Audition went better than we expected because she's been called to New York oh. the same week we're going to be in Vegas. So, oh. so to okay. be continued. Okay. <laughs> I love so. it. Congratulations. All right. So Good thank for you. her. So it. What, a heady, what a heady experience at 23. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But the world is the world is is her oyster. Well, so. that's good. That's good. Yeah, for her. Talk well, have, have a that. good weekend. Yeah, let me have that. Okay, Darren, take care. Thank talk, you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, five five six nine six nine six is the number. This is the important sort of thing that we talk about. Darren is on a mission to determine. If the ground patty onion rings are a light batter or a thick batter, and uh, if they are thin or thick and various other characteristics. No, Tom. No, no, babe. No, no. Tommy. Uh, and, And various other characteristics about them. We were talking about onion rings. I don't know who that was that was looking for onion rings a couple of days ago in Metairie. And I gave them, actually, they weren't in Metairie. 
they they're actually preferring Metairie. And I said I didn't know of anything in Metairie, and I directed them to D Martinez on the West Bank, which I thought was the best onion rings possible. Patty, what? Yes, I need you. I need your help. So um, you can talk about our guest on Monday. I have to step away for a minute. Okay, on Monday we have uh, Chef Martha. Who's, it's this brand new bakery on Orleans Avenue called Nolita, and it's just a great story. Uh, this the chef here is a young chef, a young woman who a couple of years ago was homeless, living under the Claiborne Bridge. She uh, got into a rehab program, and they sent her to Noki. She graduated as a valedictorian. She had a pop-up bakery, and now she's got her own bakery on Orleans Avenue, with, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place, and so she's going to be on to talk to us all about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. All right, so I'm back, but just briefly, and I'm going to need an extra little something at the bottom of the hour, Patty. Okay. All right, so Vegas is what we were talking about, and uh, before that... Um, Onion rings, or I should say onion rings is what we were talking about before that, Vegas. But uh, I would love to hear, and I'm sure Darren would too, if you have uh, favorite restaurants in Vegas. My son has to go to Vegas for a, a business trip soon, and I'm looking forward to hearing his report <clears throat> on, on where he is going to be um, eating. <sighs> At some point, I'm going to go back. And it's to Vegas. It's one of yeah. At some point, I have to go back to see it, but I'm not looking forward to seeing what it's become. There was a place that most people probably have not heard of, but they may have heard of it because it's now out. You know, it's uh, west of the Grand Canyon Village, about. I don't know, a good ways west, actually. It used to be where you had to drive on a dirt road to get there for a long period of time off the main highway to a place called Havasupai. Have you ever heard of that, Patty, Havasupai? Nope. It's this exquisite place deep in the Grand Canyon with, la not lava pools, but limestone pools with waterfalls and it, it was just this just I don't know um, heavenly place and it was in a 900 year old Indian village and it was extremely remote I've told this story before one of my favorite most delicious meals was a can of Vienna sausages and soda crackers that we got from a little store at the bottom of the Grand Canyon because that's all we had to eat. But that place I won't go back to because now it's out and I don't want to see it. I'll just remember it the way it was. And that's kind of the way I feel about Vegas because it was a much, it was a much, nicer place I think now it's all glitz but even then even then we would leave after work 
and drive in the in the night like you know it would take us six hours to get there we would get there at midnight in the shank of the evening but in the darkness you could see I don't even know how many miles away maybe a hundred the glow of neon back then so imagine it now it is 3.30. It's time now for the news. U.S. Louisiana, Louisiana Radio Network. Network. I'm Tico Fox. President Biden is pausing the approval process for new liquefied natural gas terminals to examine its impact on energy cost, energy security, and the environment. Economist Lorenz Scott says the U.S. ships LNG to Europe so they don't have to count on Russia for natural gas. He says if the U.S. limits what they supply to Europe, they'll be forced to use coal plants for heating, which is bad for the environment. It may, at the margin, improve the environment in the United States. It's going to deteriorate the, the environment worldwide. Louisiana Bucket Brigade Director Ann Roths says gas export terminals are also bad for the seafood industry. Do we want a coast that's just destroyed, that's an industrial wasteland? Or do we want our culture with, with lively and vibrant fishing communities that are providing us shrimp and crawfish and crabs and oysters? Scott disagrees that LNG plants are harmful to the seafood industry. LouisianaRadioNetwork.com. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Tired of placing multiple calls to multiple vendors and getting the runaround? Turn to one resource who can get it done. Sir Speedy. We provide a wide spectrum of print, signs, and marketing services, all backed by more than five decades of experience. So when you need that new brochure, direct marketing campaign, or signage to promote your brand, give us a call at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at SirSpeedyNewOrleans.com. Everything you need, one resource, Sir Speedy. What does grace mean to you? At Grace at the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, and the chance to go home again. Our work is made possible through the generous support of Auctioner Health, Southeast Louisiana's largest nonprofit multi specialty health care delivery system. Auctioner Health, innovating health care. Find out more at auctioner.org. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island too. Righty, 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to me. I am here on this rainy afternoon. It's not really rainy though. It looks kind of not so bad now. I would say it's definitely gotten better. So much better that I'm contemplating going out across the lake. Is that crazy, Patty? I see mm. a lot of green in the weather radar, but <clears throat> yeah, it's supposed to get pretty bad, I think. Is it tonight? I think I don't know. You know, 
it most of it's north of us, so you might be all right. I would just check the weather. Well, I keep looking at the weather radar, but the uh, it's the same one, and I don't know when it ends. And it it looks good, and then all of a sudden there's watch this the giant. Four, watch the four o'clock news on um, Channel Eight. Oh, they do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. She says, like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Of course they do that. I just never, ever, ever turn on the news because the minute they turn it on, all I see is blue lights. And I go, you know what? I don't want to see this. Yeah, no, they're usually, they've been starting lately with the weather. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That makes sense because you kind of need to start Mm -hmm. with the weather. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at an old menu here. of I've I've got that book out of menus uh, from way back when. And uh, I'm looking at a menu from Felix's. From, I guess, what is this, 1990, maybe? And it looks uh, really different than what (laughs) you would expect it to, you know, it's really different than from now. Just the whole look of it, the way it's set up, and I don't know what would be different about what's actually on it, but, um, oh gosh, you know how we were talking about prices, Patty? Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so yeah, what were a dozen could, oysters? Two dollars. <laughs> you could get a ten-inch sandwich of fried oysters for guess how much? Five dollars. Four fifty. Good yeah. guess. Now, what's really interesting about that is that it's not a whole lot different than a ham and cheese, which is four dollars. Mm-hmm. We went or to Felix's. Sausage, that, we went to Felix's uh, on the lake uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. You like it? Yeah, it was delicious. Everybody everybody really enjoyed it. There was a uh, bunch of the people that Bob works with that uh-huh. we all went, and it was pretty good. So when you go to the lakefront and you have to choose between Landry's, Blue Crab, and Felix's, what is the determining factor and is there one that's always a preference over the others? Yeah, and we never go to Landry's. Yeah, nobody. It's, it's always <laughs> the either the Blue Crab or Felix's. And um, we just, I don't know who chose it, but they chose Felix's. And I think Bob may have chose it because, you know, they, they're kind of known for their oysters. And they, they yeah. all wanted raw oysters. So oh, okay. we went uh-huh. to Felix's. And I got, the, okay. I got some charbroiled. And they were they were really good, but they got they put something different on theirs. Yeah, like like maybe I don't know, it tasted like a barbecue sauce or something. But I mean, yeah, just just they're different, a tiny something different. But they were good. Everybody mm-hmm. loved them. Everybody loved everything. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm I'm definitely not a Felix's fan, but I mean, it would never be a consideration for me over Blue Crab. But um, I know that they do. Well, out there, they do. It was packed. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, everything's packed now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really astonishing that everything is packed now. Actually, the I manager think... apologized to us because he was kind of short-staffed. It was the day that everybody in Metairie had no water. Yeah. And he said, he said, <laughs> I staffed for a regular Tuesday night. I didn't staff for a no water in Jefferson Parish Tuesday night. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, I don't know when I'm going to go back to Jefferson Parish. I mean, I just feel like if today's the first day that they've got water back, they're probably catching up, you know. 
I mean, this is the first day they have water back, right? Didn't it come back last night? I think it came back yesterday, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so back to the Felix's menu from 30-some-odd years ago. A uh, New York strip, 14 bucks with potatoes and a salad. Now, actually, you could get, well, no, that's not true. I was going to say you could get a steak night deal, but you're not going to get a $14 steak night deal. The, the, the cheapest steak night that you'll see now, I think, is the one at Katie's, which is $25 for a filet, a potato, and a salad, which I think is an incredible deal, especially at a place like Katie's, which you know is going to be superb. But generally speaking, steak nights hover in the 25 to $30 range. And I remember fondly the days of the Crazy Johnny steak night at $5. But that was at this same time, really, because Crazy Johnny was, was around at that time. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. They had a whole Gulf flounder for ten dollars and fifty cents. If it was broiled in butter, if it had crab meat stuffed with crab meat, it was twelve dollars. Think about that at today's crab meat prices. That's kind of, I mean, you can't get a, a claw stuff. for twelve dollars. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy, just the difference. And I, I don't know when, I feel like it wasn't really all that, um, subtle. I mean, to go from $14 to $50 is what you would pay now for a steak in a restaurant. I don't know about a place like Felix's, but generally speaking, steaks are $50 on a menu. So that's an increase of $35, $36 over a 30-year period of time. So, I don't know. I, I doubt that they went up a dollar a year, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, 30 years ago, that was probably expensive. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Well, if you're looking at an oyster loaf, you know, an oyster loaf that is... $4.50, then a strip would be expensive. So, yeah, I mean, everything is relative. But uh, I'm looking to see if there's anything unusual that you would or would not see now that you did or did not see then. They had eggs and omelets on the menu. Do they have that? They don't have no. that now, do they? No, but you know what? That is that the French. That's the French Quarter one that you're looking at, right? So they probably, probably. did have eggs and omelets because they were probably open early in the day. Probably open 24 hours. Mm -hmm. I think they might have been. I think they yeah. might have been. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, hamburger steak. They had spaghetti. Spaghetti dobe. Somebody's doing spaghetti and dobe now. If anybody knows. I think Venezia Patty might have had spaghetti and dobe as a special recently. Have you ever been there when they had spaghetti and dobe? I never, I never really ever... noticed. No, yeah, I, it's not something last, you would get. Yeah, the last place that that I saw it was that Italian place. Um, I can't it starts with an S down there in that shopping center in Ken, in Kenner. 
Um, Starts with an S. Yeah. Um, it's in the Home Goods Shopping Center. It's a little Italian sand, sand something. Oh, Sandro's. Sandro's. Yeah. He yes. has it on the menu all the time because lately, yeah. my friend that I was with, that's what she uh-huh. got, and it was delicious. I love I love Dobin spaghetti, and I would get it occasionally if my mom made it. That was one of the things she might be inclined to make. She always made it with a a round steak. No, that's not it. Chuck roast. She made it with chuck roast. But I think that more commonly now it's made with brisket, unless I am mistaken. But um, it is around town sometimes. And I would definitely get it if I saw it on a menu because I do like it. And um, I'm curious to see what meat is being used. 556-9696 is the number. If you want to talk to me, I'd love to talk to you about food. I want to tell you about Chisacy's ham. Just, you know, I almost bought some French bread today. Some Chisacy's VIP ham at the deli. And some Big Eye Swiss, because I've been talking about that combination so much, I want to have it. I love that combination of Big Eye Swiss and Chisacy VIP ham on French bread. And don't do it often enough with a little Creole mustard and some mayo. Hard to beat. Doesn't have to be dressed. As a matter of fact, I would not dress that sandwich. But I do really, really like it. Chisacy VIP ham is a superior product. You will not find anything to touch it. They have 115 years of history with that product. The Chisacy VIP ham is the only one that you should consider using if you're baking a whole ham. It has a silky texture and a really delicious flavor. It's not as easy to find Chisacy VIP ham in the deli because there's a lot of interlopers now. But this is our local product. By local, as Tom likes to say, and as Peter Kerr likes to say, by local. It's a really great product, and it's a really long tradition in the city. 115 years, the Chisacy brothers have been sending wonderful pork products to you. They have the Schatz Chili that they have uh, taken over. That's a beloved product that is now available this year. They have a roast beef in addition to a bone-in ham and a lot of different sausages. Go to their website, the Chisacy Brothers, ChisacyBros, B-R-O-S dot com. And by all means, buy the Chisacy VIP ham when you go to the deli. Ask for it if you don't see it. It's there. We'll be back with more after this. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti. I get misty just holding your hand. 
want to mention a wonderful legacy that we have in this city. It is the legacy of Warren LaRuth. We have a lot of great legacies, and we have a lot of traditions, and we have a lot of really special things having to do with food. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to do a food show for 35 years. But Warren LaRuth was a legend, and he had a restaurant that was, I don't know, one of the first really gourmet restaurants out there. I don't know if you would call the Grand Dames gourmet. I wouldn't. I would call them Grand Dames. But back in the day, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, when food was going really upscale, Warren LaRuth had sort of a temple to gourmet over there on the West Bank. And when it ended in the late, I don't know, was it late 80s or early 90s? I'm going to have to look and see what that date is. But after that, he became a consultant to big food companies and developed a lot of products from his uh, really, really finely tuned palate. He was quite the tastemaker. And one of the things that he developed was a vanilla using Mexican vanilla. It's called LaRuth's Vanilla. And all of those recipes just sort of sat there dormant after he passed away. And luckily, his grandson decided to revitalize this legendary uh, legacy. And so uh, Jacques LaRuth and his wife Emily, who is from Paris, have been developing his products using the recipes that he left behind. You can get LaRousse Gourmet Vanilla, and you can get some prepared foods at the grocery stores, but you'll have to go to the website, LaRousse Gourmet Foods, to find out how to do that. LaRousse Gourmet Foods, let's keep the legacy of Warren LaRousse, the delicious legacy of Warren LaRousse alive. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to me, I would love to talk to you about food. 35 years we've been doing that. We have another 10 minutes or so of the show before we head off for the weekend. Don't know what your plan. What are your plans for the weekend, Patty? This weekend, uh, not much, actually. Uh, you know, we're probably just going to have, we're going to have pizza tonight somewhere in Slidell. I don't know where with Bob's sister, but, um, we're probably just going to hang around for the weekend, not do too much. We we did a lot this Monday night. We went out to uh, El Gato Negro and had Mexican food. Tuesday night we went to um, Felix's. Last night we went to Rivertown and saw the play that's going on in Rivertown, which was fabulous. We had a great time. But I what think play is that? It's called the Big Easy Boys, and it's this four four group uh, four. Young guys, like the four sing. seasons, yeah, like the four seasons, uh-huh. and they did it. They did all um, New Orleans fifties and sixties music, oh, nice. and it was really nice. It was fun. So yeah. we've had a busy week. So I think yes. this weekend Woo. I'm just gonna sit home. <laughs> uh, so did you go to dinner out there after? No, that? we didn't. But you yeah. know they they made a joke about getting a reservation at. Um, 
what is the place of the Jandusas? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and like they made on the stage, they made a joke about it. And one of the guys said, I wish I had a reservation at Jandusa. And when we got there, it was packed. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you couldn't hardly find because the river town's right next to right behind right. Jandusa. Mm-hmm. You, it was hard to find a parking place. There were people mm-hmm. waiting for tables at Jandusa. Nice. This was a Thursday night. Well, good, because Rivertown is cute, and it's never really had a lot of luck in terms of uh, what it could offer to Kenner diners. And it's a pity because, you know, there's a lot of people who live in Kenner. There's a lot of people who listen to the show who live in Kenner. And there's just not a lot out there for dining. So I remember the best restaurant that I can remember was one... um, and I, I don't remember the name of it, actually, but it was an old house, which I think is not there anymore. It was torn down because it was not in very good shape, but it was the sous chef for Gunter Preuss at Versailles. Really? And his name was Dennis, uh, Dennis Hutley. Yeah. And he, for a time, had a really great restaurant out there. And uh, and then he retired, and the place was just in very bad shape, and so it's it's gone. But um, that was the best eating out there. And then there was Piero's, which was an Italian place, and they had moved from Panciatula into the red building that is vacant across the side street from Gendusa. And that was a really good restaurant, too. But there's a whole lot of bizarre history there. So I think when Mr. DiPiero died, I don't know. I think his son took it back to Panchatula, but the building's just been sitting there, which is a pity. But, I mean, it's not like it's a hot spot. For people to go put a restaurant there. I mean, Jandusa's is doing okay. And Ground Patty is going to, I think, revitalize that area. I just got a text. La Parvenue. That was the name of it. La Parvenue. It was a good restaurant. I miss it. We didn't go very often because it was in Kenner. But um, for the people who live in Kenner, I'm sure that was a really good development. But that leaves them... I would say not a lot. I'm sure out on that corridor toward the lake, there's more restaurants, but they're not noteworthy. I mean, the Fiery Crab. I think there's a little barbecue place, Ted's Smokehouse. There's your Harbor Seafood there. Yeah. And then if you head toward the airport, there's... um, there's Brick Oven, and then the place across the street from Brick Oven, which is a Mexican place. Anybody been to that place? I don't even remember the name of I it think now. It's, is it Don Juan's or something like it's that? It's Don Don Jose, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Don Jose. Is the, the that Brick Oven, is that the place that you talk about that's so good? I think it's good. Yeah, I, okay. I, you know what Brick Oven is like? Brick Oven is like Venezia, only not as dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really a lot like Venezia. It's uh, it's pizza. It's pasta. It's good, thick, cooked all day red sauces. It's a good place. Mm -hmm. It's been there. I thought it was. Yeah, it's been there. I would say 
if not 40 years, coming up on 40 mm -hmm. years. And then there's, unfortunately, poor Messina's, which I just thought was a great restaurant. Oh, uh, me which too. Is, which is gone and not to return. <clears throat> and then Gendusa. And uh, Ground Patty was packed, too, last night. I can imagine that Ground mm -hmm. Patty was packed. That that is a great ending to that story. It really is. I'm just so happy that it turned out that way because they're going to do great there. They are doing great there. And uh, it's, I don't think anyone is going to say, boy, I really miss the old, you know, blast from the past mm -hmm. look. Because it's, this has a unique look to it too. And they will get on with their lives and do very well there and it's special in its own way. And that's a cool building and it's a nice property and I think they can do all kinds of fun stuff with it. And so that's good. And then the other place that is neighborhood is Labella's, which was a really popular caterer in the 70s and 80s on Veterans Highway, and then they moved to that little space on the corner of Jefferson Highway and Williams Boulevard, and now they have The Crossing, I think is the name of it. Yep, that's it's it. It's right there at the railroad tracks, mm -hmm. and that's a beautiful place, and I that's where they operate. It's, it's really oh, nice. did? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It's been what a was while. It, a bank building? What is a museum? What is it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it was... It's, it's a pretty building, but that's the it name is a of pretty it, building. Crossing. I think, it, yeah, it, I think though it was either a bank or a museum or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, I think it might have been the old railroad museum out there. But I mean, poor poor River Towns tried to get so many things going, and it just never did click. I guess because it's out of the way, you know. I don't know, but anyway. Uh, the ground patty is probably the best thing that's happened to Rivertown, <laughs> probably in its history since they started calling it Rivertown. And I am very happy that they're there, and it will probably breathe new life into Rivertown. I don't know about the gourmet factor if you live in Kenner, and, you know, ground patty's not exactly gourmet, but, you know, you, you can also go down to... Uh, Jefferson Highway, go to the Oak Oven. There's places there, you know. So, I mean, Le Petite Sophie is doing great. I mean, they're only open, it seems like, eight hours a week. <laughs> I'm not really sure why that is, but it's just a little tiny place there in River Ridge. Is it River Ridge? Harahan? I'm, I'm not quite sure which one of those it is. But anyway, I think it's River Ridge. It's in a little mall. It's, yeah, every time I've ever passed it, it's been closed. <laughs> it's closed, yeah. I think they're open like, you know, a couple hours on Friday, yeah. a couple hours on Saturday, and then that's it. They open the next weekend. They, they have a little sign on the door that says they open till they sell out. Yeah. So I guess it just depends on how busy they are. But I've gone there on yeah. Saturdays a lot and walked. When it was open, they only had like maybe one or two things left. But most of the time, it's closed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the deal is with that. I mean, it's obviously very good, um, but I don't know. It's kind of like uh, it, it reminds me a little bit of this bakery that we had up here that was not very 
long for this world. There were a lot of other issues, but they never had anything to sell. But La Petite Sophie, not the same thing at all. Oh, I have some information. Speaking of bakeries, Zoe, you were talking about um, yeah. Zoe. The uh, the food court that they're going to be in uh, mm-hmm. last, I did a little research. They're hoping to open right after Mardi Gras, that they're oh, just good. waiting on inspections. Ah, okay. And, uh, but... It's going to be a really cool place. It's going to be a lot of uh, Vietnamese, like two or three Vietnamese-type restaurants in there. Uh-huh. And the bakery. And um, there's going to be a Wings and a burger place. But oh, nice. it's actually, the, the person who owns it is actually a Vietnamese person who had a restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. Hmm. But, um, and it's a lot like St. Rock, the yeah. St. Rock Market, uh-huh. except each individual vendor has a full kitchen they they've got they're completely self-sustained uh-huh. with coolers and stoves well, and everything Schwegman they space? need no this it's across old... the street from oh, okay. there it's it's okay. where used to be either a walgreens or a rite aid it used to be a, a oh, okay and then it was a beauty mart for a long time but it's been closed now since 2019 and okay. um I saw the pictures. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. Lots yeah, of parking is. and yeah. everything. It's going to be really yeah. nice. Last time I talked to Shane, they were waiting on permits. Mm-hmm. So anyway. All right. That is it for the show. Thank you, Patty, for the update on that. I need to get him on the show. Uh, nomenu.com is where you should go if you are looking for information, all kinds of information. I meant to go and look for the closing of LaRousse. And I will do that right now so we can get an idea of when that was. And uh, Tom will have it for sure because that's that's what it is. It is an historical document of about a 1,000 pages, Tom's 50-year body of work. If you go to the front page, top right-hand side, can sign up for our newsletter. If you type anything in the space bar, you will find something that will come up there. Uh, Tom says it was open till 91, 66 to 91, LaRousse. We have our Instagram at the New Orleans menu. We would love for you to follow us there. We have new content up on the website. That's what we will be posting on Instagram to direct you to that content. Tell a friend about the show, will you? WGSO New Orleans, it's 4 o'clock, USA News Time. See you next week.